Welcome to Reclaim Your A-Game. I'm your host, Christine Franklin. I'm a best-selling author and firm believer that we all deserve to live lives full of joy and show up as the best version of ourselves in every area. Beyond awards and accolades, being on your A-game is about being mindful of what makes you feel your best and settling for nothing less. Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. That's what this episode is all about. Would you believe that changing the way you can eat can turn your health around? And I'm talking about a lifestyle change, not a fad diet. Today's guest, Melanie Chersonoff, is living proof of what's possible when you commit to reclaiming your A-game. Melanie combines her passion for human and planetary health with her writing expertise to create compelling content for businesses in the holistic health and environmental sustainability domains. Her writing skills help businesses connect with conscious consumers. Today, we'll hear about Melanie's personal journey and the formula she found for making a lasting lifestyle change. Welcome, Melanie. It's so good to have you here. And I know whatever you share is going to be inspiring because we have these conversations all the time about what's going on in our lives and our journeys. And it's always so fascinating to speak with you. So welcome. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Christine, for having me here today. I'm really, I'm really, it's a, it's a pleasure. So the pleasure is all mine because I'm going to really love what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And based on what you've told me so far, mm-hmm. it seems like you've had quite a journey that might be helpful to others. Mm-hmm. So that's really going to be the focus of our conversation. Mm-hmm. And usually for all of us, you know, when we make a really significant change, it usually starts with hitting rock bottom. So what for you was rock bottom? Uh, well, my rock bottom actually turned out to be my cholesterol. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I had a really high cholesterol. I was doing a keto diet and I just, my cholesterol went through the roof. I've been on, uh, sadly, my life has been a bit of um, up and downs of, uh, you know, on dieting, losing weight, gaining weight and all that sort of stuff. And as I've aged, you know, I have heart disease in my family and my cholesterol really hit the roof. And so that was my rock bottom. I was like, okay, I've got to make a change because I don't want to be on statins and, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals. So that really was my rock bottom was having a high cholesterol and wanting to fix it. Yep. Mm. So when you thought about your high cholesterol, what was going through your mind because usually we have all sorts of scenarios that run through our minds. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, this is going to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't do something about it. Yeah. Was there something specific that used to run through your mind? Well, not really. It's just that I I knew that, you know, because the, the dietitian and the my GP was like, we're going to put you on statins. If you don't get something sorted out here, you know, you're going to have to go on it because of, you know, again, my family history. And, you know, if you have high cholesterol, you can, you know, as you get older, you can have a heart attack or a stroke or whatever. Right. So um, it was like, uh, okay, I've got to fix this. And so I basically went to, I went to a naturopath. That's kind of really how it started. I went to a naturopath, you know, and supposedly the research is showing for women, you know, in their fifties, it's, it's even worse. Like it's actually worse for women mm. to be on statins than men. So yeah, that's what the research is kind of showing presently. So I just thought, okay, um, you know, I need to change that. But the reality is, is that, you know, we have pharmaceuticals that kind of can keep us doing what we want to be doing all the time. When, when really ultimately health is about having lifestyle changes, right? That that's mm-hmm. really the difficult 
thing that we, you know, that you, you have a choice. You can go to pharmaceuticals and keep on doing what you're doing, or you have a lifestyle change. And that's the more difficult one to do, I think, actually, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you got a formula that really helped with that lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. What was that formula? Well, um, my naturopath uh, introduced, me some, introduced me into something called bright line eating. And it's a woman out of Rochester, New York. Um, she was, uh, she's a neuroscientist and she's written a few books now. And um, so it's basically a system where you, you know, it's, you know, it's a lifestyle change of eating, right? And, um, you know, you, it's, it's actually very balanced. But the basic thing is, is, is there's no sugar and no flour. Yeah. And so, mm. so that's really what it was. And then it was also, you know, you eat three meals a day, there's no snacks and it's, um, you have weighed portions. So you actually weigh your portions out. So, and I you know I was okay with doing that too. Like, you know, it, because you, I was getting the results and I've actually, my cholesterol, like, you know, within a year, my, I lost 30 pounds. My cholesterol went down by two points. I mean, it's still high, but I'm still working on it. And, um, and also this bright light eating is really from, um, it comes from OA, actually. This woman was actually a, a, a drug addict, this uh, mm. Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson. And really what she was addicted to was food. <laughs> like, wow. you know, she used drugs to keep her weight down, but ultimately she realized that, and, and she went to Overeaters Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. Like she has a whole story kind of thing, right? And uh, so it's... Um, yeah, so she, and you know, it's kind of coming from OA2, really, the, the system, you know, how to eat, you know, you plan mm -hmm. your meals in advance the day before, there's a bunch of things that you're doing, right? And uh, yeah, it seemed, and it's working for me, you know, um, and I'm really pleased. I mean, I fall off the wagon, you know, like last night, I have a friend of mine came in into town and we had sugar pie, it's sugar sack season, right? So we had sugar pie, you know, uh, yeah, I had, I had, yeah, I had some, but today is another, I resume, you know, I start today, you know, I have my meal plan. I had my breakfast and, you know, it was interestingly, there was some popcorn on the, on the counter. And, you know, you know, usually I would be eating something like that, but no, okay, that's it. I'm back on, on back on my regular bright line eating. Right. You know? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think that's the best way because I know obviously about the dangers of, having too much flour and sugar and so on mm -hmm. in your diet. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, we want to live life. We don't want to be the drag when yeah. we're out socially and yeah. there are things we might just want to try. So, yeah, you know, I totally embrace that concept of having that as your main lifestyle mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then indulging now and then. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I had, we had a glass of wine too. Right. So, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I, I mean, at this stage in the game, you know, I have a glass of wine, like maybe three or four times a year, literally, that's kind of what wow. it is. Yes. Cause I really just have changed that way, you know, oh and it's, gosh. and it's, and it's okay. It's okay. You know? Yeah. It's a choice. When you, right. Right. Mm -hmm. When you found out about this diet, mm -hmm. were you daunted by it? Because most people would look at that and be like, <laughs> Oh no, I could do that for maybe a week. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing that for a year or more. <laughs> <laughs> or for the rest of your life, yeah. Or for the yeah, rest no, of your yeah, life. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, I know it sounds a bit funny, but a friend of mine once said, you know, uh, when you put a, when this is supposedly studies have shown this, when you put a fence around milking cows, they actually produce more milk, right? Because they're kind of kind of confined, but it makes right. them more secure. And it sounds funny, but, you know, bright line eating for me, and this is for me, my own personal choice, 
it works for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, I have to weigh my food, but it's okay. I'm kind of obsessive compulsive anyways. So it kind of fits into that kind of life that I, my, my brain that works that way. So, you know, I weigh out my food and I, I eat tons of food. Like I eat like 20 ounces of vegetables a day. Wow. I eat a lot, you know, and, oh and so gosh. it's, and, but it's okay. And I have four ounces of protein for every meal as well. So I'm eating a lot. So it's allowing me to, um, in, in some ways it kind of tricks my brain to say, I don't need to have any more. You know what I mean? Like I've had mm -hmm. enough. I yeah. have, and it's all really healthy whole foods, you know, like, of course you can imagine there's no in bright line eating. There is, it's only fruits, vegetables, grains, and meat. There's no processed mm. food. There's nothing like that. Right. Because wow. we're taking out sugar and flour and you can imagine how much that reduces like sugar and flour can take up a lot of stuff when you're eating, Definitely. right? Like bread and pies and cakes and cookies and, yeah. you know, all that stuff, it's gone, you know, like it's not wow. there anymore. But the other thing too, is I knew I was off of flour too, because I have asthma oh. or this body, this body of mine has asthma. <laughs> so I, I realized that eating flour wasn't good for it. So I had to actually mm. cut it down too. Right. Like, so that's kind of what I had to do, you know? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. So do you still weigh your food? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you ever get tired of doing that? I'm just <laughs> no. curious. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like I said, it's kind of obsessive compulsive. It's okay. okay. Like, yeah, I, I have no problem doing it. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's a habit. You created a habit, right? Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, and the beautiful thing about Bright Line is that there's like a six week uh, boot camp that I went through ah. uh, in her website. She's got a big platform and she's got a big community too. Like, so I... I pop into the Facebook groups that, that, and because it's really become a movement, eh? Bright line eating. Yeah, of course. And so there are people who have started Facebook groups uh, that are, you know, just talking about bright line and following their bright lines and having recipes and, you know, just being supportive with each other, you know? So it's nice. really been beautiful that way, you know? So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So in order to do these things, usually support helps because if we're just doing it on our own and mm -hmm. maybe everybody else around us is eating yep. flour, sugar, snacks, yep. it yep. all works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That can be really difficult. So did mm -hmm. you have a support system when you got started with this? Well, like I said, I had the, the, the boot camp and I was right. really determined when I got in there, I was like, okay, I have got to get this cholesterol under control. Right. Mm. And, um, so, uh, yeah, so th th that was good to have that six week boot camp. And then there was like, there was coaching and stuff in there. But I, you know, sadly enough, I didn't use it. I just like, because I'm such a bootstrapping person, you know, I just, right. you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I didn't use it. But I did, you know, pop into the Facebook groups. And then also, I decided I wanted to create something called a bright line eating lunch club, which I'm still kind of working towards. I've reached out to a few people who have done bright line in Montreal area. So that's something I'm still working on to kind of talk to people about their journeys and, you know, where they're at. So that's, that's been good. It's been a slow process, but my, my dream is to actually create a book one day of called Bright Line Eating Lunch Club, which would be the years of me having lunches with these women or men uh, and sharing recipes and sharing our journey in Bright Line, right? I love that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll just be recipes, but you know, yeah. That's I mean, I might, okay. yeah, I might, I might have other things to say about it too. Why not? Right. Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We mm -hmm. want to know about the journey. So yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
you continue to build healthy habits because it's always a process. It's not mm-hmm. like health mm-hmm. is a destination. It's always a journey. Yeah. So how do you maintain those healthy habits? Well, I don't know. I guess it's commitment, right? I mean, yes, like I fall off the wagon or, you know, I, I don't, you know, I ate sugar and flour last night. I had some, right? But today is another day. And uh, I think one day at a time, believe it or not, is kind of coming from the 12-step tradition. Uh, that is one day at a time to have healthy habits for my eating because I'm a compulsive eater. That's, that's, I have to accept that about myself. And, um, and I eat my emotions. I mean, that's the other thing. I, I can't, it's difficult to deal with my emotions. So when I'm stressed or, you know, I have a fight with my mother or my husband or something that was bad at work, uh, or I get into a fear mode or something, you know, I, my emotions kind of kick in and I use food as a way to escape. So uh, that, that I, I'd say how to keep my healthy habits is to really practice the concept of one day at a time. I love that. Yeah. Because none yeah. of us is perfect. Yeah. You know, you work sure. on it. You recognize yeah. things you have to work on. I will openly tell people, mm-hmm. you know, for me, my weaknesses are definitely my nighttime routine. Okay. And making sure that I go to bed at a decent hour and not mm. push through trying to get things done because I'm a doer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that to-do list is always there staring at me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never going away. So <laughs> there's always hear, more I, added. I hear you completely. Oh my God. Yeah. The next yeah. actions list, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I'm a lot better at it now. You know, I listen to my body and I mm-hmm. obey maybe not right away, always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I get up a lot sooner than I used to before I would definitely have tried to push through into mm-hmm. late into the night. So okay. it's not like we all have this perfect system because yeah. we've discovered some formula that works for us. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, sometimes you fall off the wagon. We're human. That's understandable. And yeah. You know, we want to have fun in life and we Mm. want to feel like we're getting stuff done that matters to us as well. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just always this balancing act that you have to Mm -hmm. continue to maintain and just keep an eye on what you already know or probably your weaknesses and your pitfalls. We Mm -hmm. all go through that. So Mm -hmm. it's just about progress. Every day, as you said, Mm -hmm. is different. You just take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because, yeah, you never know what's going to come at you, right? You know, like... I mean, some days can work out fine and then, you know, something happens, you know, like, you know, you're supposed to be doing an interview with somebody and it doesn't work out and, you know, think, and then it changes your whole schedule and how you're feeling about your day, you know, or whatever, right. you know, like that happened to me yesterday. Right. So, right. um, so yeah, you just have to roll with the punches for sure. You know, definitely. That's me and tech, right? Tech is what makes me stay up late at night. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get things done and like, darn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. yeah, you definitely never know what's going to be thrown at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So how do you celebrate your success? Because that's so important mm. as we make those even yeah. small changes. It's so mm-hmm. important to recognize them and celebrate them. So how do you celebrate your success and how do you learn from any setbacks you may have encountered? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I, on this bright line journey of mine, I mean, I did have pictures of myself before and after. And so, because I was just so determined and gung ho and felt like I had hope that I could actually do, because, you know, the naturopath said, look, I've seen a lot of really great results with this system. You know, maybe you could give it a try. And so I thought, okay, I kind of said, okay, I'm going to do it. Right. And so I, I had a, before I started, like I had a picture of myself. And then when I got, when I lost like, uh, 
I think 20 pounds. When I got to my 20 pounds, I had a before and after picture and I posted it on Facebook in the group, right? So that was a way to celebrate, uh, you know, my a, a win. And then I had, when I got to 133, which was like a healthy boss body mass index, you know, like that was the number that I needed to get to for that for, by the dietitian. So I took another picture when I hit 133. So, you know, my next goal is 122. So I will probably have another picture then, you know, and, uh, yeah. And I guess, you know, funny thing is that you can't always be celebrating with food. You know, that's the kind of the funny thing. So it's, uh, cause I've, my life is always around. I mean, I'm a foodie. I'd like to cook, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of a change that way for me to, how do I celebrate, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you can just celebrate with some bubbly water and some nice lime and lemon, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a champagne, you know what I mean? It's like true. you can, you can do it something, something else. You just make a, a, a substitute for, you know, to, you know, make a cheer or whatever. Right. So, uh, so that's kind of that. And then the setbacks, well, you just get, you pick yourself back up and you start again. Right. Yeah. And you, for, and I guess I have to kind of forgive myself. I think that is something um, when I have a setback, I say, okay, Melanie, you're not, like you said, we're, we're all human. We're not perfect. And we just get back up and start again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When you have those kind of setbacks, because, you know, the danger with kind of being in a compulsive eater, you know, sometimes my, my eating can go for a couple of days like that, right? Like right. I can do, do it two or three days. Thank God, you know, knock on wood, I don't gain 15 pounds. Like some people I see, They'll just go back, start just compulsive eating and just gain weight like crazy. Right. So mm. um, I'm grateful that I, I can kind of keep it under control to the mo- for the most part, knock on wood. Right. And um, yeah. And just kind of forgive myself, you know, and just say, I'm not, you know, just and today's another day, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And give yourself grace. Yeah. That too. Yeah. That too. Yes. Well, wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this has been amazing because, we have, I think, dug into the heart of making lifestyle changes. Mm, and they're mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. easy. They're never straightforward. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when you're committed to it and you have a big reason why, definitely yeah. you make it work. And yeah. I always encourage people, let's not wait until the big reason is something really serious. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? yeah, a yeah. big reason can be something that's relatively small but important to you. So it's mm-hmm. all about what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also too, I mean, somewhere in all of that is that you want to, you know, cause they, you know, I've heard it said, and I, you know, as much as it sounds like a cliche, um, you know, our body is a temple, right? It's our temple and you don't want to desecrate it, right? You want to treat it properly, right? You want to yeah. treat it with respect and love and, um, you know, being at a healthy weight is part of that. Yes. You know, it's part so of that. True. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the sleep and all, all the stuff, all the things that you're talking about, you know, it's, it's being good to yourself. It's taking care of yourself. It's just showing a form of self-love and, mm-hmm. um, also, yeah, we've been given this body, right? Yes. We've been given this body. We want to treat it with respect and yeah. love, right? I totally agree. I couldn't have said it better. Mm-hmm. Well, Melanie has been such a pleasure having you. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for everything you shared and that reminder or that motivation for everyone who is thinking about making a lifestyle change that is doable Mm -hmm. and you just have to take it step by step, one Mm -hmm. day at a time, just as you said. Yeah. And finding what works for you, of course, right? Finding what works for you. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So well, thanks thank so much. Thank you again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again, too, for letting me be here and share my story. And uh, hopefully it'll help others, right? I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everyone, please subscribe, leave a rating or review so others can find us and have a chance to hear, hear more inspiring stories like Melanie's mm-hmm. and join us for our next episode in two weeks.